thank you so much for having me. And it's so awesome to be here. I want to thank you and appreciate you for mission giving for Tangan Baharapan Foundation. It's, it means hand of hope in, uh, in English. And it's such an honor to be here. And I want to thank again uh, Pastor Gideon and Pastor Catherine for allowing me to stand here and, and speak to you all, beautiful souls. And I appreciate uh, Miss Bishang and Pakus Wendy for actually bringing us to uh, Christ Church for the second time. Yes, and at this trip, uh, uh, we are with our twin daughters, Chloe and Zoe. They were here this morning. And Chloe, Zoe, Pakuswandi, and my husband, my, my most handsome man in the world husband, uh, is on the way to uh, Queenstown, and they're staying over at Tekapo uh, Te Lake tonight. It's beautiful. Uh, and I'm staying back here to speak to you tonight, and we'll be flying tomorrow in the morning. So, yes, my name again, Henny Christianus. Yeah, Henny Christianus. And uh, we used to live in Sydney, Australia for 10 years before returning home to Jakarta. And uh, in January 2006, God called us back home and started the ministry of uh, Tangan Pengharapan, Hand of Hope, studying with five kids. God gave us a vision to save the generation in Indonesia. And right now, uh, over 15, 16 years, we have been helping over 10,000 children in rural villages all across the countries. And we have 85 centers uh, so far, no, 87 centers, yeah, feeding 6,500 kids every day now. And we've been building schools all across the countries. Of course, uh, sending 250 teachers every year as missionaries, um, you know, evangelizing to the people, the kids, you know, saving all these villages. Uh, otherwise, you know, somebody else was walked in and bring them out of their faith, you know, and then we are so grateful for the Lord. Uh, we also help the poor surrounding Jakarta, giving them seed money to begin with, you know, like shops and garbage bins and free uh, whatever tools they need to set off their life. And we've been doing this uh, 16 years now, and God has been faithful. Uh, trust me, we don't have any billionaire behind us, but we have a great God with us. Amen. Hallelujah. Yes, me and my husband... Uh, we're so grateful to be here, really. And tonight, I want to speak to you. This morning, I speak about life purpose. If you want to watch it online, they're still there in your YouTube, uh, Harmony Church YouTube. And tonight, I want to share with you about the moment of quietness. Do you know that a lot of big things that we do comes from the quiet moments? You know? Luke 5, verse 16. Luke 5, Verse 16, can you read with me and from NIV? But Jesus often withdrew to lonely places and prayed. Another one, Mark 6, 31. Then, because so many people were coming and going that they did not even have a chance to eat, he said to them, come with me by yourself to a quiet place and get some rest. You know, in those times, Jesus was super famous. Everybody wanted him. You know, nowadays, even the prophets, I mean, like, do I allow to mention any names that speak in the world? Is that okay? You know, have you heard of Pastor Benny Hinn? He was awesome. He was so mightily used by God. I mean, like, millions of people were led to Jesus because of his ministry. You saw how famous he was. I remember one time uh, we had to 
drive from Sydney to, uh, I think, Brisbane or Melbourne, I forgot, to attend his crusade. I mean, like, it was so difficult to enter. Like, 100,000 of people queuing just to sit down and listen to him preaching. And to see, you know, uh, the people he healed and, you know, God healed people through him. And, you know, how we got so excited to just even to feel the presence of God there. And, um, you know, my husband eventually was so hungry and he walked down the aisles and he got picked up by Benny Hinn, you know. You know, you couldn't get up on the pulpit unless Benny Hinn pointed out at you and the bodyguards will pick you up. And so Benny Hinn went like this. Pick him up, pick him up, pick him up, you know. And my husband got picked up by the two big bodyguards just like that on his armpits, oop, on the pulpit. And got laid over him, you know, by Benny Hinn and boom, fell down. And pick him up again, boom, fell down again. It was so powerful. And, you know, everybody like us, servants of the Lord, pastors, evangelists, you know, missionaries, we dream to be like Benny Hinn. We want to be used by God. So powerfully like Benny Hinn, don't we? And you know, this kind of ministry drives a lot of followers, really. When you become instantly famous and super rich. Why? Because you're so powerfully used by God. Imagine the time of Jesus. I'm sorry, maybe only some of the people got healed when Benny Hinn laid hand over them. But with Jesus, no one not healed. Everybody, he spit on, <laughs> laid hand on, speak upon, you know, got healed. The death, the death rose from the death. And, you know, the blind cease and the crippled walk and name it. Can you imagine how powerful he was? Can you imagine how many crowd he had? Yeah. Even bigger than Benny Hinn. He was so exhausted. Everybody wanted him. He could not escape. He said they didn't even have time to eat. Many, many, many people could not understand that being in a quiet place is a need. And Jesus knew that. People enjoy the fame, you know, the wanting, people wanting you. Yeah. you people love to be worshipped. Jesus withdrew himself so often from the crowd. Well, a lot of people enjoy the crowd more than the quiet places. You know, Jesus always withdrew himself just to, to be alone and pray. I believe if Jesus needed the quiet moments, so do we. You know, one day... I've been preaching in Indonesia since like, okay, I had baby 2005. I stopped preaching until 2007. I, I started preaching again early 2008. And all of a sudden, after 10 years of preaching around Indonesia as an itinerant preacher, I got famous. One day in 2018, in February, I was preaching in this one big church in Bandung, West Java. Uh, I was preaching to young people about healthy dating. And somehow God anointed me about this dating and relationship kind of preaching, you know. And that preaching went like, boom. 20 million people watch it. 30 million watch it. And then my face, my preaching, my sermons went all across the country, 
all across the world, among the Indonesian, of course, right? And a lot of people cutting my sermons into pieces and upload it into their Instagram, their TikTok, their Facebook, their YouTube. And all of a sudden, I became famous instantly. When God is doing something through us, He could just turn your life around in one night. I didn't realize that because I never watched YouTube. I didn't have YouTube. I never watched TikTok. I didn't have TikTok. I had Facebook, but I never opened my Facebook, honestly, until the day. And I have my Instagram, which is more actively, you know, uh, on it. But I didn't realize that I got famous. So one day I went to supermarket, wanted to buy salmon. And I, I point out, you know, during pandemic, we all wear a mask, right? So people wouldn't recognize me. So I said, I point out to the guy, I said, I want this salmon. And then a lady next to me immediately looked at me and said, are you Ibu Henny? Ibu mean miss, you know, like Mrs. Henny. Are you Ibu Henny? And I went like, how could you recognize me? I'm wearing my mask. And she said, I recognize your voice. <laughs> okay. Hi, yes. Oh, I thought it was like coincidence. Because, and then later on, I went to a shop and wanted to buy a Christmas tree. I, was, I remember it was December. While I was picking up the tree, you know, some ladies wave at me. Hey, I went like, hi. <laughs> All right, I'm preaching around. Maybe they saw me in one of those, those churches. That's what came to my mind. Because I didn't realize. And then all of a sudden, on my WhatsApp, people stand, started to send me the clip of my sermons and saying, hey, my family is sending this in the group. Hey, my friend is sending this to me. And I said, what is this? And I looked at into one of the Instagram account, uh, account, which is actually full of pornography clips. And they uploaded my sermon there. And I was, what is it about, you know? And I realized God instantly made me famous. And my staff, one of my staff in the foundation told me, Ibuheni, people are uploading your YouTube in their YouTube and you don't have a YouTube account. And I said, okay, so what should I do? You should make your own YouTube. And then he helped me setting up my YouTube on May 2019. May 2019. And instantly I got silver button which is a hundred thousand subscribers on november 2019 and i was like what is this you know and then i realized that god wanted me to focus on preaching online to reach out to more people out there beyond the church's wall beyond religions and beyond the country yeah. i had been preaching every day for the last what 10 years before i stopped and then uh, I was so exhausted in 2019 because if you have 6,000 kids under your care and you need to raise funds to feed them and pay the teacher's salary, you work so hard. Everywhere I preach, I always bring our merchandises. Uh, I made t-shirts, sweaters, batik, and I carried them with me. And I would open a booth outside after my preaching and sell them to raise funds for the kids. So I never got tired. Actually, I was exhausted. But only the Lord knows and my husband, because I only complain to, 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 to God and my husband every night. I'm so tired, you know. But then, you know, one day, I had this in, in, in my spirit. The Lord wanted me to stop. I was famous, but the Lord wanted me to stop preaching around. 
So one day, there is this one big church in Indonesia that gives of luxurious facilities for preachers. Whenever they invite me three times in a year, they will pick me up, you know, on the luxury cars, put me on JW Marriott Hotel, provides me with, a, you know, big pay, you know, with luxurious facilities. When I was preaching there one day, I remember it was um, December 2018, back then. I sat down on the chair before preaching, and the Holy Spirit asked me this question. What are you building? I was confused. I said, I'm preaching. I'm spreading the gospel. But this Holy Spirit told to me, what are you building? I've been preaching around the whole countries, everywhere. Monday to Sunday, Monday to Sunday. I'm on a plane twice a week. You know, I was rich. I earned a lot of money from preaching, really. In Indonesia, you can get rich being a pastor. You know that? People, people will give you big pay if you're so good at what you're doing. So I enjoyed my life, famous and rich. And all of a sudden, the Lord said, what are you building? And then another flight, I flew to Surabaya and preached there. On the way home from Surabaya to Jakarta, the Holy Spirit spoke to me like this. How many times do you fly to Surabaya in a year? And I went like five times or six times, Lord. And the Holy Spirit said, why don't you go for one time and speak to everyone? I went like, what is this? And then, you know, October 2019, a year after, I talked to my husband. I said to him, Jojo, I'm going to stop preaching around. And he said, why? He was so upset because he knew that God was promoting me, like giving me the fame. And everybody, the big churches, wanted to invite me to preach in that church and offering me big money if I would come giving me business class airfares. But I talked to my husband. I said, I'm going to stop preaching. And he said to me, what's wrong with you? What do you want? And I said to him, I'm going to preach online. I'm going to start a cyber church. That's the name I use, cyber church. October 2019, before the pandemic came. And then when the pandemic came, in March 2020, as I returned from Israel, I brought a Holy Land tour four times a year, if you don't know. <laughs> and he, they were shocked when they knew. It's normal in our country. So when I returned from Israel, March 2020, the churches in Indonesia closed down. Boom. No one is allowed to go to church. Nothing is happening in the country. Everything is shut down because of the pandemic. And what happened to my schedules, to, to all these preaching itineraries that I had? Everything just stopped. God stopped it earlier than I expected. The Lord made me stay home. And then I said to my husband, let's start an online church. Let's streaming. And then we did a live streaming for the first time, 29th of March, 2020. And when we started, 27,000 people watching in Indonesia, and reach out to the whole countries, even to the world. Wherever there are Indonesians, they will watch it if they are Christians, if you know what I'm saying. And then all of a sudden, the subscriber from my YouTube keep going up from 100,000 to 300,000 to 400,000, 700,000, and reach to 1 million uh, 
sooner in 20, uh, 2020, I forgot, 2021 maybe, I forgot. Now I have the gold button, but I, I, I don't even hang them. I put it in my bedroom somewhere. It's not my pride. It's God's glory. Amen. I want to tell you this. You know, when you have your quiet moments, you will be able to hear God's voice so clearly to give you the clear direction of what you need to do. Getting away from the crowd, from the business, you know, the things that you thought is the most important in your life. Some way, something that you do that give you wealth, give you money, give you fame, give you power. But actually, Jesus stepped away from all of that just to hear God's voice. Isaiah 30, verse 15. Let's read with me. This is what the sovereign Lord, the Holy One of Israel says. In repentance and rest is your salvation. In quietness and trust is your strength. And you would not have none of it. Well, you know, if you want to speak to the Lord, you only need to go to the quiet moments. Many of us, when we worship God, we thought, let's bring the presence of God here. Actually, the presence of God is in you. Don't you know that the Spirit of the Lord lives in you? So wherever you go, the presence of God is with you. He is with you always. So all you need to do is to actually to be aware of His presence. A lot of things that we do in life, our busyness, the things that we do in life, carried us away from realizing that the presence of God is there. He's not far. All you need to do is just close your eyes and get into the quiet moments with the Lord. He is there. He is in you. You just need to stop from everything. And realize that he's away. He is with you. Just be aware of his presence. You know, we learn from Jesus that he could not do all those miracles, all those great stuff he did, if he disconnected with his father. He needed the quiet moments. He did it in the morning. He did it in the daytime. He did it in the evening. If you read the Bibles, you knew he did it every time. Not only in the morning. You know, we need the quiet moments for two things. Number one, to reflect and reevaluate our mistakes. A lot of us, we do repeating mistakes. Problems happen in marriages and never stop fighting, never stop arguing. No matter how many years you got married, the problem is one thing. You don't take the quiet moment to actually reflect and reevaluate what's wrong with your marriage. If you want your marriage to be better, this is just an example. You need to have time alone. That's why the Bible says you can take, you know, not to be separated, but for a moment so that you can pray. Actually, it refers to so that you can realize what was the root of the problem? Because when you stay there and quarrel and fight and trying to prove yourself right, no one is right. 
it takes two to tango. You just got to find a time, a quiet moment and think about what was the beginning of the problem. What was the root? And second thing, you need to realize what to change. Not what, how your spouse should change, but what you should change. And number three, you need to think of what improvement that you should make in the future. If you don't have a quiet moment to really reflect and reevaluate the problems, you will be circulating in the same place. And you will keep repeating the same mistakes. And that's why we see people never change. They date one girl and two another and never get married. They, they keep owing money to the bank, to the credit card. And now what? Instant uh, easy loan from the apps? You know? They keep, you know, they're getting salary on a Thursday. And they ended up spending all the money to pay their credit card again. And they ended up having nothing. And they wonder why it's never changed. I mean, like, you, you never have enough. You know, you never have a breakthrough in your life. I'm telling you, you cannot just, you cannot just pray for breakthrough. You got to think what you should do to change. You need time to think. Even when you study, don't you need time to, a quiet time to study? So that you can concentrate? So that you can really, really learn something? The same with our life. We will not learn anything if you just keep being busy, always surrounded with friends, talking, talking, talking all the time. Sometimes the Lord needs to shout on your ears and say, shut up. (laughs) Shut up and think about it. You pray about it and nothing changed. The Lord might say to you, why don't you shut up and think about it? What you should change. (laughs) Amen. You know, Proverbs 26 verse 11 says, As a dog returns to its vomit, so a fool repeats his folly. You will never change. Don't expect a change just by praying. Forget it. You need to do something about it. Faith takes action, not just words. We need quiet moments so that we can evaluate ourselves, what you should do to make your financial life better. Maybe you should stop going to the mall. Maybe you should stop looking for online shops. Maybe you should stop, you know, making back big expenses, looking for new iPhones and new shoes and whatever. You know, in my life, my phone is depend on grace. You know what? You know what I'm saying? I never buy a phone. I never bought a phone. My iPhone is free, always. In Sydney. I came from Sydney. I flew in uh, to, to Christchurch from Sydney. I left my new iPhone 14 in Sydney. It was given for free to me by grace. I never bought my phone. Why? Because I use my money for something more important than just luxurious bag. The bag that I'm carrying now is a small bag with the brand of Coach. It's free. The shoes, the boots that I'm wearing now, it's brand new. The brand is Boko Rocco from Italy. It's from the lamb skin. If you purchase this, it's about 1,800 New Zealand dollars. Someone gave it for me for free. I'm living by grace. If you believe in God's grace, you don't have to chase for those stuff that we don't really even need it. I don't go for brands. I don't, I don't let the world... Tell me what to do with my life. A lot of people are being told by the world brands that you should have Chanel. 
unless you want to be happy. You should have a Louis Vuitton jacket unless you want to be so cool. You have to have belly wallet unless you want to have enough money in it or whatever. I don't believe that. You know, I never let the world to dictate me for what I have. You just got to be smart, wise in managing your financial. Otherwise, you just keep ending paying credit card every time you earn money and never have enough. You know, a lot of parents don't tell their kids about this simply financial issues, you know, and they, they keep repeating the same mistake as their parents. Don't, lead, don't let, let yourself to be led by your own desire, what you should have on earth, you know. You will never be satisfied. There's a song called, never enough, never enough. That is us. You will never have enough. You always want for more. You know, a lot of Christians owe money and they, they, they beg for money. Do you know the thing that I hold principle in life? I will never beg for money. I will never beg for money. I believe that I have a great God. And the Bible told me that his blessing will follow the righteous. Even my grandchildren will never beg for food. I believe that. So when God gave us the vision to help the poor kids in Indonesia, you know we, need, we needed money. But I never sent any letter asking for money from anyone. You can ask Miss Bishyang. I never asked for her help. Never. God moved people's hearts to help us. If it's from God, he will provide. Amen. Yeah. Amen. So if you think your life is always in trouble, all you need is the quiet moments. Find a time to evaluate, to reflect what you have been doing, how you run your marriage. Your husband will never return home unless you repent. It's, it, is, it, is, it is easy for God to bring him back. But my question, if you don't change, how long will he stay there? The last one, why do we need quiet moments? Because quiet moments help us to listen to God. You know, Jeremiah 33 verse 3. That's read from NKJV. Call to me. And I will answer you and show you great and mighty things which you do not know. Isn't it amazing? You know, people love to go to paranormal. They love to get someone to tell them about the future. Why don't you come to God and ask him? He will tell you great and mighty things which you do not know. You know, I never knew that I could be used by God to help Thousands of children in Indonesia to get out of poverty. I never knew. I never realized that my, my, my life can be like this. You know, I honor the prophets, really, really. But a lot of prophesied, prophecies that, that came to me in my early teenager's life, really none of them came to pass except for the one that told me I, need, I needed to go to Bible college and become full-time minister. I had a lot of people prophesied over me over the years. And if the Lord forcing me to go to Bible college because I insisted that I didn't want to be a pastor. No way, you know. I want to be a businesswoman. Um, I want to make money, you know. 
but the Lord called me for the ministry. And some of the prophecies told me this. Henny, you will write songs. You will put new songs in the people's mouth. So because of that prophecies, I ended up, went to Hillsong College, took creative and art, majoring in focal, learned for two years how to play piano. I had to pay $35 for half an hour for my tutor. Yep, half an hour to play piano and half an hour for $35 to my focal instructor. And I ended up not becoming Henny Check. <laughs> I wasted my money. I worked for $10 an hour that time. So I had to work for seven hours to pay them for an hour. Do you get me? I worked for $10 an hour and I had to pay $70 for an hour for my piano and my focal tutors. I ended up not becoming a singer because I didn't know what was God's plan for me. I was busy ministering, going to church, singing, training the choir, you know, learning how to sing. Ha, ha, ha. La, 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 la. Peter, papa, pick up, pick up, pick up peppers. That's how you learn to sing, you know. Ma, 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 ma. Li, la, lu, la, lu, la, lu. I was like, oh, my God. <laughs> Look where that brought me now. I'm not a singer. I'm so bad at it. Not so bad. I'm so, so. But come on. But I realized that the quiet moments is the thing that will make us focus and sharp. Remember the story of Martha and Mary? And Mary? You know, it's interesting what Jesus said to them in Luke 10, verse 41 and 42. And Jesus answered and said to her, Martha, Martha, you are worried and troubled about many things. But one thing is needed and Mary has chosen the good part, which will not be taken away from her. Over the years, I was thinking about this verse and I was, okay, Mary was lazy. He was just, you know, lying over Jesus' feet. Of course, you want to be close to someone famous, right? You want to touch them. You want to kiss them. You want to hug them. Have you ever like an, an actress or singer or something like that? I kiss Darlene Check on TV all the time because I loved her so much. You know, you want to be close to someone. So I thought, well, Martha is the one who really did a good job. She's busying serving Jesus. And Mary was the lazy one, you know, wanted to sit down and listen to Jesus. But Jesus said, Mary has chosen a better part. Martha worried about too many things. What was the good part? Mary took time to listen. A lot of us, we were worried about our life. We're too busy trying to figure out what we should do with our life, with our future. We make our own plans. But the good part is, you know, it is better to listen to God. Because when you are in the quiet moments, you could listen to Him so clearly that He leads you. So you can be so sharp in making decisions, not wasting your time, not wasting your energy, not wasting your money for the things that are not meant for you. You know, now a lot of people being busy and they, they misled by wrong priorities in life. Taking a lot of people, uh, people's advices, you know. A lot of people will ask you to join them to do this and that, busy with this and that. But the question is, is that really what the Lord wants you to do with your life? Our times are short. Our, hands, our, our money is limited. 
Our energy is limited. What do you have to do with your life, with your limited times and age? What do you have to do? You only need to go to the quiet moments and listen to Him. I'm going to close with this. In my quiet moments, I found my calling that He has called me for Indonesia. I had to leave everything behind in Sydney for whatever we have built. But I never regret it because I have chosen the better one. That is to listen to His voice. I had so many offers from people around me. One of my good friends said to me, follow me and I'll pay you $5,000 a month. Another billionaire in Indonesia offered a better one. I'll give you a house, I'll give you a car, and I will hire your husband for $10,000 a month if you would help me. A lot of offers came to us, but I said no, because I know what God wants for me. I'm not looking for money. I'm done with that. I just believe that if I leave His will, His blessing will follow me. Enough with what we are doing now. Come to God. Go to the quiet moments. Close your eyes for a sec. And realize He's there. He's with you. All you need is to take a quiet moment and listen to Him. Can He talk? Yes. He's alive and super real. Amen. Do you know that the, the, the song is quite old? Um, Eagle's Wing from Ruben Morgan. Yeah, can you do that? You are such a good singer. <laughs> is it okay if I close with one song? Yeah, let's stand on feet. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Let's open your heart and, and go to the quiet moment. Thank you, Jesus. Let's sing, Here I am waiting. Here I am waiting. Abide in me, I pray. Yes, Lord. Here I am longing for you. Hide me in your love, Lord. Hide me in your love. And bring me to my knees. And may I know Jesus more and more. Can we sing one more time? Here I am waiting. Come live. 
Jesus let's be aware of his presence let's be aware of the spirit that lives in us reach out to him go to your quiet moments close your eyes and call his name and I see Jesus I see Call upon his name and I sing Jesus. 